What to up? Red Zone Sports with the best intro music in the game. How you doing, boys? <laughs> um, I just, I just, uh, I just finished John Wick Four, and is, is it too early to spoil it for everybody? Yeah, don't say anything. Yeah, shut the fuck okay. up. Come on. <laughs> What are we doing? Here? I felt like I was late to the party. I just saw it for the first time, and I feel like if you haven't seen it to this point, you kind of deserve to have it spoiled. No, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, no, fuck. I you. mean, I, I gotta uh, imagine he deserve anything. He kills about thirty two hundred people. I get the premise, but don't spoil. It. Yeah, come on, bro. Okay, I won't. All right, all right. Popping beers. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. That's okay. I like beers it. popped. All right. Um, well, I mean, look, so guys, we have to. I'm excited to see John Wick, but like, you know, there's this like family and, you know, oh. work. I'm in a hotel room again here. So, you know, stab my eye. Oh. Are you, right. are you, are <laughs> you okay? Stab my eye with the glasses, but we're good. Let's go. That's uh, John, John Wick killed the guy with a pencil. Did you just do that to yourself? I like that. Hey, did he like rip off? Movie. Heath? did he rip off the joke? Heath Ledger's move? Want to see him? He didn't rip that off. But remember, he, that's just the story that he kills people with pens and pencils. Remember? Did he yeah. transport an orca across the country for twenty million dollars? Oh because our favorite owner. No, I mean Mike John Wick's. Man. John Wick's pretty cool, but he's no Jim Mersey. And we're on the AFC South today, guys. So first of all, I just want to apologize that we've been talking about the AFC South, but we're going to make this as entertaining as possible. Jim Ursay, Orca Man. I mean, we're starting off with the Colts here because they are the worst team in the division, the worst offense in the division, zero firepower, best ball. Like, who the fuck are you actually taking at best ball here? I mean, let, let's get this started. Um, we're looking at a roster right now that's got Anthony Richardson and Garden Mishu as the quarterbacks. Jonathan Taylor, I don't even know if he's going to play. Zach Moss has a broken arm. They just signed Kenyon Drake. Jelani Woods is the starting tight end. We got Isaiah McKenzie, Alec Pierce, and Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, the only name on here that seems even somewhat enticing is Michael Pittman Jr., but he doesn't really have anyone to throw to him. So what, what are you guys thinking here for this team? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I do think that Jonathan Taylor is going to play. Um, I, I think that, you know, we've talked about it a few times especially after the whole Le'Veon Bell thing, like he's not going to sit out. Jim Ursay is a guy who gives no fucks whatsoever. So if you think that that guy's going to cave and fucking, and fucking pay you like, dude, you're, you're holding out on the very, very wrong team. Right. Yeah. So this is like Jim Ursay is like seventh most important hobby to him is the Indianapolis. So so yeah. he's so he's now after this news and the injury, he's now dropped to a point in ADP where I mean, I think you're just fine with taking him. I mean, people are still drafting Dalvin Cook and he's not even on any team, yeah. right? So I, I would much rather draft Jonathan Taylor in the mid 70s where he's going in ADP than Dalvin Cook at 94, 95 in the mid 90s because this guy's got an actual team. Um they do have a decent offensive line, and their game really is just going to be running the shit out of the ball all, any and always possible. Um, yeah. And, and, that's it. And let's, and, and let's be honest, right? Like, they can't be worse than last year. And in my opinion, I've been taking quite a bit of Michael Pittman recently in best balls because of where he's going. He can be like your wide receiver three or four. See, Dude, he had 141 targets last year. 
in like a putrid offense. If that offense so, is even 20% better, he's still the the clear number one target there. So here's you know I mean? here's here's why I would be taking Michael Pittman. I know that everyone says that Anthony Richardson, he's taking all the first team snaps, he's gonna start. What if he just fucking sucks? Are they really just gonna play him if he's just absolutely terrible? I I, I gotta think that if if Gardner Minshew comes in or Gardner Minshew starts, dude. At Michael Pittman, all of a sudden, is going to be – and Alec Pierce, too. People forget about Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is fucking legit. Yeah, I don't care Alec what Pierce anybody says. Especially where he's going. I mean, dude, he's going in, like, the 150 range ADP. So, like, those yeah. two guys, I'm fine taking a gamble on those guys. You know, We're not drafting him to be our wide receiver, too. I mean, Pittman's now going to a spot where in best ball – if he's your wide receiver five, I mean, that's kind of where you're getting, him, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a wild thing that this is where we're at with these guys. But I mean, I, I am more partial to take a chance on Alec Pierce just because number one, he's not going to get the coverage. And even if Anthony Richardson is playing, like he's still going to get a fair amount of targets, I think. So if I'm having to pick one guy off of this fucking putrid, ridiculous team, then that's probably the guy that I'm going to go with. Yeah, I do think it's worth taking some shots on Anthony Richardson, depending on where you get him. Because you got to remember, they're going to be a really bad football team. But we're talking fantasy football, right? And the one thing this guy can do is run. And so yep. I'm thinking, like, they're, if they're smart, it's just going to be a one-read type thing. And if it's not there, man, just go. And, dude, yeah. this guy could easily have, like, 800 to 1,000 yards rushing this year, like 100%. So Yeah, I think it's, I think it's tough to draft him in redraft leagues. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's just, you know, if we're talking about best ball, I'm fine with taking him – along with another solid QB and then taking Minshew like way late, like, because if he flops, Minshew is going to play. Right. Yeah. So you're essentially just, you know, a lot of people don't handcuff the, uh, the quarterback position, but I think this is a situation where you can actually do it and probably have some success at it as well, just because they are really bad. And if Minshew's in there playing, we know he's just going to chuck it around and, for whatever reason, if Jonathan Taylor is hurt and doesn't play a ton, then, you know, they're going to throw it around even more. So I think that that's a fine strategy. I've done that a little bit in best ball. I'm pretty happy with those teams as well because you're taking Richardson pretty late. I think the, the last guy that I'll mention is like a late round. We talked about uh, a few guys last pod that you can take with your second to last or last pick is Josh Downs, uh, your receiver they took in the third round. I'm telling you, man, this guy was an absolute burner and big play guy at North Carolina. They took him in the third round. Like he's gonna get run. So I'm just saying, if you're if you're going for like an Anthony Richardson team and you can't get Pittman, just take a Josh Downs last because if you have Richardson just uncorking deep balls and running the ball, like this guy could be a very nice pick 18, right? Like in your picture. Yeah. I'm not saying like bank on him, but if you're gonna throw some Hail Marys at the end. Uh, is not the worst pick, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I I I would just prefer, um, 
really to just not do that. Well, he's just similar to what we talked about, like a Kayshawn boot, right? Like if you get the last pick and your team, you feel great about like, and you're taking shots with those last couple of picks, right? Like he's going to play, you know what I mean? Like he's going to get run. Who knows? No, 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 uh, no Mo Alley Cox interest for you, Vinny. Absolutely not. Zero interest. Wasn't there a guy, wasn't there a guy that you like were, Dead set on playing last year for the oh. for the Colts. Does some, some uh, he doesn't look like he's on the roster end. anymore. Yeah, he's not oh, on no, the he roster is. anymore. He no no no. He's tight end number five. Well, oh, Granson, Kylan Granson, <laughs> fucking off. No, so guys, um, I do want to talk about one player. They have him as a backup right now. I think this guy's going to end up being a stud, and uh, it's Josh Downs in the slot. They got Isaiah talking about. Sorry, I got an emergency work call. Bad. Uh, sorry, oh, I just okay. got out there 10 seconds. So my bad. But I was excited yeah. to talk about Josh Downs. So I'm happy you brought him up. Um, I think this kid's going to be an absolute stud. The guy that comes out of the slot, great uh, great route runner, great hands. You know, he's just going to be small, like that. I think he, he I think fly. he's very – and I'm not going to say he's Almond Raw St. Brown, Sun God, because he has propelled himself to that next level receiver. But at the stage he's at right now, kind of reminds me of Almond Ra when he was coming out, right? People weren't really talking about him. He had a great college career. He was ready to go. Put this guy in, and I think we're going to see some uh, flashes from he, Josh Downs this season. He's one of those guys we can grab in a very late, late, that's late, what I was like saying. around he, 18 through 20 in the draft. He's much smaller. He's going to be more of like definitely a burner. Think of like a poor man's Deshaun Jackson. That's like ideally what he is. So again, if you're looking for a late round, that last pick of your bus bus ball team, someone to keep in your player pool. So all that's right. all I got. I think I think we've I think we've talked about this tire fire long enough. Where are we moving we on? Can't to? talk about more Jim Ursane is a guitar collection or anything. I, I, I wish, mean, but I mean they haven't moved the whale yet. So you know, instead of panda watch, we're on whale watch. Dude, and, I just want uh, to see the whale being flown in a helicopter, like in a big like net. It's gonna <laughs> be like, like Operation Dumbo Drop, just moving them across. <laughs> yes, the Bro, that's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe <laughs> like a Chinese spy balloon getting shot down. Oh, like, no, that was Earth's face. My win. God. <laughs> uh, so let, let's move, let's move along to the uh, to the to the former bottom of the barrel in the division, right. the Houston Texans. So the Texans. The Texans obviously have a much different outlook this year. They they drafted two draft picks very, very high. Um, they obviously got Will Anderson Jr., who's an absolute monster and, quite frankly, quite a scary human being on defense. Uh, and then they drafted C.J. Stroud, which I happen to think might be the best true passing quarterback and pro quarterback that's going to come out uh, of this quarterback class. I think that Stroud is poised for a pretty solid year this year. Um, I like quietly the, 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 the pieces that have been put around from an offensive standpoint. I know a, a couple of guys that I'm excited about. Is there anybody who jumps out of the page to you guys? Joe, you can think so. I've I always, guys, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look, He's getting old, but I've always been a Bob Woods fan. Oh, I, I like Robert Woods. I mean, I'm not – I don't like him for, like, this huge upside, two-touchdown, three-touchdown game kind of guy, but, like, he is 
always consistent. He is Mr. Consistent. He, he's got great hands, runs great routes. He always finds himself open. For a guy like C.J. Stroud, if C.J. Stroud gets the start, Robert Woods is going to be his best friend. He's going to be that security blanket outlet for him in most situations. Otherwise, I mean, I'm on the John Mechie train. I mean, he hasn't played in mm-hmm. two seasons, but the guy was absolutely electric at Alabama. Yep. Super exciting. Dude, so, Vinny, I'll let you go on more John Mechie because I know you're about that. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to be a first-round pick, dude. And then yeah. he blew out his knee uh, in the SEC championship game. Uh, and then the guy still gets drafted fairly high and then gets diagnosed with, with cancer. And so, like, obviously, I mean, I feel like, you know, rooting for him is pretty cool to begin with, but like the dude yeah. can play, you know what I mean? And, 100%. Um, 100%. I think he's wide receiver one on this team for sure, uh, which is pretty cool. I, I just think Bob Woods is cooked. Nico Collins doesn't really do it for me. Like he's fine. <laughs> Nico Collins is fucking pretty good. I think John Metchies, you're going to see, yeah. is going to absolutely be a stud in this well, offense. Well, and uh, the guy that's, the guy that's going to come up is Tank Dell. Right. Dude, that guy that's my guy. Lightning fast. That guy was <laughs> that guy so sick lightning. at Houston playing for our boy down at Houston. Uh what's the guy who drinks like nine Red Bulls a day? Uh Dana oh Holgerson. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Dude, Tank Dell was sick at Houston. Like that guy, and he's getting mass like rave reviews through camp. Like he's the ultimate slot receiver. So I like Houston as like a fantasy offense this year, dude. Like they don't like there's no expectations for them. They can't be any worse. Like let the young guys get out there and ball out. I think the one guy that I think is probably my favorite I've drafted the most of in this offense so far in best ball is Dalton Schultz. Um, yeah. I think like we always talk about like a young quarterback's best friend is like a good tight end, right? Like he can very much be a guy that I think gets like 70, 80 catches this year. For Houston, yep. just well, like on, a on safety valve on, on the middle of the field, you know. He played really well for the Cowboys with He's a, a shit quarterback. And <laughs> he went on the market. They let him go on the market, and nobody picked him up. And, like, Houston picked him up on a one-year deal. This dude might be in straight-up fuck you mode, and he's going to go get his contract, right? So I could see Dalton Schultz having a pretty fucking awesome season and having yeah. some major spike weeks for us, especially with the rookie quarterback. He's on a one-year deal, on a prove-it deal, and there's not that many targets, right? Like who, like Nico Collins, yeah, he's going to get catches. If John Mechie breaks out, great. Bob Woods, again, he's there. Tank Dell can go off, but like no one here jumps off the page. Where Dalton Schultz, Schultz just yeah. might be that guy this year, you know? Yeah, and I, and I do like Damian Pierce, right? Like, I mean, he had a really good year last year. The dude runs his freaking balls off and they're gonna again they want to make things easy for cj stroud D'Amico ryan yes. is not an idiot they are gonna run the ball play action off of it do the easy game right so that's why i like schultz i like pierce i think there's a lot of pieces on this offense for like best ball and fantasy you can definitely take shots at for sure yeah i mean all the guys you're talking about are are, are, are risky guys i've taken a shitload of nico collins just because i know he's gonna be out there he will he's be gonna get. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be out there every single snap. He's going way later in the draft than he should be for a de facto number one wide receiver on his team. And yeah. let's face it, I know that they're gonna try and run the ball. I, I have a lot of interest in Damian Pierce. They're gonna be behind in a fair amount of games. Yeah. Okay. Like they have a pretty tough schedule this year. It's one of the harder schedules in the league. They're like they're gonna be behind, and their defense not great. 
right? We'll see. Will Anderson should hopefully hopefully improve their defense. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Perryman had a pretty good year last year, kind of a bounce back year after he left the Raiders. I forgot um, they signed Jimmy Ward. He played. They hey, got, he played well with the Raiders too. Yeah. Yeah. He played. They got the Stingley. Nice middle linebacker. They got they Stingley got, there. Look, like they'll be all the same. most exciting Sting- part. The most exciting part about this team to me is the offensive line. The offensive line looks really strong. They're young. A lot of first round picks. You got Laramie Tunzel. That guy's an absolute stud. Their left guard was first round pick last year. Their center is a second round pick this year. Their yeah. right tackle was a first round pick three years ago. Shaq Mason's a veteran. Like this offensive line looks solid. I right? think they like, did a they really good a job. Really good run game going. Well, I think, I just think Houston did one of the best jobs of like getting a lot of young guys out there and then like yeah. signing some good veterans that can kind of like gel it together. I just like yeah. they're not going to be amazing, but like this team could easily win six to eight games, like no problem. For you sure. Know? And I think yeah. honestly, I can see I can see Davis Mills starting the first part of the season. I can absolutely see that. Like it's not like he's played bad the last few years. I guess it's been pretty damn competitive in camp. So yeah, we'll see. I, I can go either if, way. I'm not saying I don't like drafting either of them in a best ball league, but like in DFS this season, one of these guys could end up being a really low salaried player that can get you. There will be some weeks for sure. I'll have some Texans like in DFS, no doubt. But uh, I think if Stroud can show he can handle a playbook and not be just like overwhelmed, he's going to get the nod. Yeah, I think, I mean, Davis Mills, he's a good backup. He'll be in the, Davis Mills will be in the NFL for the next 15 years. Like he's a serviceable player. Mm -hmm. He's smart. He knows how to read defenses pretty well. He's just not, just doesn't make great decisions now. Could could that change? Like, yeah, he could change, right? But I, I personally just think that, you know, he is probably not going to be, yeah, the starter. I don't. I just don't think that they're going to do that. Do you guys think Devin Singletary eats in Damian Pierce's workload? I mean, he's obviously going to a little bit, but are you worried about it at all? He's going to get no. some passing work and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't. I, I think it'll be like a 70 30 split. Yeah. I mean, the, Damian I mean, Pierce, Damian, yeah. He's the guy. Yeah, I agree. All right, solid. Well, I think that's enough Houston Texans talk. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans, formerly the Houston Oilers. Dude, I, I'll just go right off the bat. I don't know what to expect from this team. I have, a, I have a score. I have a scorching hot take because I think they're going to be Ooh, good. I think I did and every, too. And everything that I read, everyone's like down on them. I'm just Mike Vrabel is going to have a really good competitive team always. I love the additions. And dude, I'm sorry, everyone sells on him every year until they see Derrick Henry take a small step backwards. I'm going to keep drafting him. The guy well, had like three, like two hundred carries through like four weeks last year. Like not four, but like six <laughs> weeks. It was like they're just gonna give him the ball until he can until he falls over. So and I mean, it, well, did, it's interesting. Draft. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. And I like that kid, but yes. Well, so like I was gonna say, he's going a lot later this year, which is fantastic for me. Last year he was still going in the first round. Now he's like in the third. Sometimes you can get him. I got him in the fourth round in a draft. And now you have a clear handcuff in Tajay Spears, Mm -hmm. right? Hassan Haskins is done. He beat the shit out of his girlfriend. He could get hit by a truck as far as I care. So he's gone. So this kid Tajay Spears, if he goes down, he's the clear handcuff, right? Yeah. I think that they're going to 
I, I think that they're going to win the division, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the first two teams we talked about are like that could just be an easy four wins. And then all they have to do is split with the Jags and then have some of the other games go their way for tiebreakers, right? It's not a crazy thing that people are like, oh, there's no chance. Jags. Well, yeah, look, the Jags also blew like a fucking a, a massive, massive game in the playoffs, right? Trevor Lawrence is good. That team's still growing. This team has a pretty damn good defense, and they have a pretty damn good running game. They signed DeAndre Hopkins, and I mm-hmm. think Traylon Burks is going to have a massive breakout year. They're yes. not going to throw the ball a ton, but he's going to be, from an efficiency standpoint, really good. And he dropped off as soon as they signed Hopkins. I like it even more that they signed Hopkins. Yeah. They're going to divert all of the attention mm-hmm. away from him and let Burks just kind of go do his thing, right? Well, let's be so, honest. Like it, At the very least, until he shows he's cooked, which I don't think he is. He doesn't think he is. At least Hopkins, like you said, opens the door for, for Burks and gives him some space. But it allows them – like defenses cannot just put eight in the box versus Henry. You know what I mean? Like, so that helps such a massive amount from like a game plan standpoint. Well, they're going to need it because this offensive line sucks. It's well, that's a problem. It got better. Like they drafted the kid out of Northwestern's. I don't even know how to say his name. Skronowski, who is like some thought was the best offensive lineman in the draft. They also signed Daniel Brunskill from the Niners, who was pretty freaking solid for them last year. um, Last two years. I'm with you. The, the way they win this division is in the trenches. Like, because that's where Jacksonville's not very good. They're off the line, right? Correct. So I'm with you. Like, if they can turn games into phone booth, just like think of like Michigan. Like, if they could just play that game or the old Harbaugh Niner teams, like they're going to win a lot of football games with Mike Rabel. Yeah. Opinion. And and I think that the, the offense is so consolidated. I mean, it's Henry, Burks, and then Hopkins, right? I mean, Okonkwo, is, I think, is an interesting is. D- DFS play because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have anybody else there anymore. Um, Tannehill likes to throw over the middle of the field. He's going to run a lot of those short to intermediate routes that Tannehill likes to throw. Um, and, and Tannehill will be playing quarterback there all year this year. If anybody else, it's Malik Willis. Will Levis sounds like an absolute fucking dumpster fire so far. Um, like, I know that training camp doesn't really matter a whole bunch, but like, it matters when like you're just like skipping balls constantly. And like, he just, I mean, I'm gonna be interested. To, I'm gonna be interested to watch Will Levis play in a preseason game mm-hmm. and see how he plays. Obviously, we've got week one preseason this weekend, so I'm I'm excited to watch and see if Malik Willis has made some growth from, you know, whatever he was last year to this year. Yeah. And then I'm also excited to see Will Levis play. And I hope that they throw the ball a little bit to kind of try and work on and see what they have. I mean, they spent a pretty high draft pick on the guy and they spent a high draft pick on Willis. And it just seems like Tannehill is the clear starter still. It seems like Tannehill is like a, I got a little like Brian Drew vibe from draft day about Ryan Tannehill this year, right? Like he's, he's like, they're trying to find a way to like replace quarterback. And he's just like this random dickhead who's just like, yeah, like I'm just going to still 
be here because everyone's well, bringing in so. about 43 million reasons why he's still the quarterback there. They can't not get out of that contract. I, but, I know. So it's but like, he's look, good, but to your point, he's good enough that like, exactly. if he just doesn't screw it up, this team could be fine. And, and I do like your point where you said, like, if you're a believer in the Titans, the offense is so freaking consolidated. Henry Hopkins Burks, and you move on. Like it's an easy you stack. You can so, take, you can take Tannehill as your th- third quarterback at like pick 159, yeah. 160, like way late, right? And mm-hmm. that can just be – we talked about it. I don't know if it was last week or maybe the week before, but finding the stacks that you can stack late in the draft, okay? Yeah. So you can take Henry, you can take a Conquo, and then you can take Tannehill way late. That's that's an uncommon stack that not a lot of people are going to have, and it doesn't cost you a whole lot with retrospect to ADP, right? You can get that really easily, and then if you want to try, I mean, this might be going a little far, but if you want to throw like a what Nick Westbrook a Keen in there or something like that, then no, you know. I was just going to bring him up. I'm not, I don't like him for like best ball, but for DFS, that dude had what two or three spike weeks last year where it was like, wait, this guy just busted the fucking room, right? And yeah, it came out of nowhere. And it was like he had like a five catch game for like 120 yards, two touchdowns. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And it was always not bad. Where like we had Burks. No, this I dude's do. a slot receiver, he's got wheels, right? Like, again, like. This could be a guy that everyone's going to Derrick Henry. Everyone's going to Hopkins. Some people go to Burks, and everyone forgets about Westbrook Akeem. I do. I do. Still going to be on the field. Yeah, and and I have a pretty good amount of Burks, but just because he's going in like the eighth to tenth round in drafts, it's like you're going to get a starting receiver at that, like you know, I mean that range. Like, yeah. So that's all I got for these guys. The final. Thank God. Cannot wait to get through this fucking division. All right. Uh, yeah, this is. I, I mean, now, now, like talking through this, you just fucking stop it, Vinny. This division fucking sucks, dude. This division's awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. No. So, no, Trevor, this is like me saying, this is like me saying how much I love the Mountain West, and the reality is, I only love the Mountain West because they're the only shit on TV on Saturday no, this, at nine thirty. This division is like action. This division is like Maxion. You just have a bunch of loose cannon offenses. They're not very good. But then, like, the one random Central Michigan team who's going to run it 61 times and, like, bulldoze people, like, is mixed into the MAC. Like, I love oh, this division. God, you're getting you're getting me really excited for Maction. I'm ready to drop this and get on a Maction pod right I'm now. I'm fired up. All right, Jags, let's do it. What's your thoughts? All right, this is actually a really exciting team to talk about. Um, the problem with this one, it's not consolidated. There is just fucking talent everywhere. Like, you're going to have to pick your spots with this team this year. I mean, let's just review it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is obviously one of those guys you can get actually in a mid area and best ball. You don't have to draft him that high. Travis Etienne, no. it seems like people have not forgotten about him, but like he's going a lot lower than a number one running back should. And it's because of Tank Bigsby. Then you go to receivers. You got Christian Kirk, which is dropping insanely far down in drafts. I've seen Kirk go as low in the 70s, which makes no sense. Calvin Ridley making his comeback season, which he's let's going start high. with Calvin Ridley. I think he's about to just go absolutely nuts this year. They're saying in practice, people are just getting burnt left and right. He's making their defense look fucking stupid. Yeah, it's hard to tell. He never missed practice the footage always, you know, where every player looks like the best player in the world. But like, yeah, no, 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 not from my, not from like my video footage. This is people saying they're like, oh, no, like yeah, yeah. Zay Jones is like supposed to be the fastest player on the field, and then you see Calvin Ridley run a route right after Zay Jones, and you go, oh, that's, that's yeah, Ridley's sick, and like dude. that's what it is. 
I'll make it. I'll make it easy. I mean, Trevor Lawrence wearing double zero. He's wearing fucking double zero this year. Like that is come on. I mean, all these guys. All these guys I have shares of. I I think the Jags are going to be one of the best offenses in the league this year, mainly because we just talked about the division, right? Like the defenses are not very good for Houston. They're not good for Indy. Um, I think this team is is like just as explosive as anybody, right? Um, I don't know, Jim, I know you have takes. Evan Ingram's obviously a really good spot. Again, he had a great year last year. Touch on the running back situation real quick. Etienne is going fairly high. I have a lot of them. I think he's really freaking good. I'm telling you, Tank Bigsby, I'm taking in almost every draft. He, This kid is going to touch the ball quite a bit this year. One, he is going to be their goal line back 100%. No doubt about it. If you look at like who just who they are, Etienne is not a between-the-tackles like goal line kind of guy. That's not who he is. Tank Bigsby, is, dude, he's like a three-year starter at Auburn. Five-star I mean, guy in high school. I, like, I'm telling you this guy's going to get run. I know who he is, and I just – I don't think that people understand how good Trevor Travis Etienne is. Yeah. And, old, like, old really foot good. is insane, dude. I mean, he is really, really good. And totally. I just don't think that Tank Bigsby – I mean, Tank Bigsby is a decent player, right? I just – I think it's, like, still going to be, like, a – a 75% ETN, you know, mm-hmm. 15% Bigsby, 10% Jamichael Hasty. Like, I just am not too worried about Tank Bigsby, who I I really don't even know who he is or what he is. And to your point, like, if they didn't have such potent firepower at the receiving position and they were a little weak on receiver, but they had Tank and ETN. I might be more interested in Tank at that point. But, dude, you get down to the red zone, you've got Ingram, who's a massive red zone target. 100%. You've got Zay Jones. You've got Calvin Ridley. Like, you've got Christian Kirk. Like, they're going to throw the ball quite a bit, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I just, for me, in best ball, if you want to take them both, he's a great – I think Tank Bigsby is obviously one of the top – elite premium handcuffs that you yeah, can get 100%. in best ball. I mean, it's like, it's like him, Tajay Spears and like Chuba Hubbard. I think they're, are the three like best um, handcuffs that you can get. Kenny McIntosh maybe, but that that's a different, different team, a different division, different day. But yeah, I just, no, I agree I, with you a hundred percent. Just, and I'm just saying in a sense of, again, like to your point, Obviously, I'm not taking Hank Bigsby as, like, my third running back to, like, anchor my team, right? But if I'm taking ETN, I'm taking Bigsby. Like, yeah, that's, that's the I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's fair. Because that's let's fair. be honest, if you think, like I do, this offense is going to be a top five offense in the league. If ETN goes down, which he does have injury history, Bigsby's the guy in one of the premier offenses in the league. Right? So, like, yeah, I was I was just going to say that. Like, to play, to play devil's advocate, right? ETN has been beat, has been nicked up a little bit. You know, he's had the foot thing. He's all this other stuff. So yeah, like look in best ball, I'm fine with him. I don't know if I'm getting to a tank Bigsby in a redraft league. Um, if he goes down, if, uh, if ETN goes down, I think tank would be a great DFS play. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I mean, ETN's got to be out, but look, the Jags, uh, I, I mean, I think personally, 
my favorite pick out of everybody on the offense is Trevor Lawrence, right? In an offense like this, in best ball, in season-long redraft, in, in, in DFS, like, he's a guy that, like, he runs a little bit. He gets some rushing touchdowns. Like, you can just play him without any of his receivers or just play him with, like, an Evan Ingram in a DFS situation. And if he throws touchdowns to everybody else and he throws one to Ingram, like, then you're cool with that, right? Mm-hmm. So if he spreads it around, I think that for me, I think Trevor Lawrence is my favorite fantasy play on this team. Joe, what do you think? It's hard to ignore the draft position that Christian Kirk has been going at. And I yeah. like I love I love Calvin Ridley, right? Zay Jones, I mean, he stepped up the last two years. It's like, wait, where'd this guy come from? He's actually he's a mainstay, right? Like he's a guy in DFS yeah. that you're gonna get your spike weeks. But Christian Kirk is dropping into the 70s. Yeah. Which it just doesn't make sense. Every single time I see Christian Kirk there and like that in the 75th pick, I'm just like, I have to take him every yeah. single time. And I get why people are going away from him because again, this offense is not very concentrated. But if you pick the right weeks with Christian Kirk, it's gonna win you weeks. So Christian Kirk definitely excites me. I think somebody, if you're drafting again like 20th, you're not heavy on like drafting tight ends. If Evan Ingram goes down at any point this year. The Jaguars spent a second round pick on a tight end this past year in Brenton Strange. And this is a guy that, again, the look on Jimmy's face is exactly it, right? Like, again, you don't get to redraft in best ball. So you get one shot at this. You put that guy in your roster and Evan Ingram goes down. That guy's starting every single week. And again, you don't just spend a second round pick on a tight end when you have a lot of holes on your team still, which this team does. So it's like this guy, they want to get him on the field in any way possible. If Evan Ingram gets hurt at any point this season, Brenton Strange is stepping right into t- tight end one. So it's just something to look at. I, mean, I don't like, again, for a year-long fantasy football, right? Like be ready to pick that dude up off the waiver wire. DFS, right? Get ready to pick that dude up right when Evan Ingram gets hurt, when his salary is low. I mean, he's a name that we should at least know about. Well, I mean, if, uh, three, I, I did three years starter did, at Penn State. Like, I did not have Brenton Strange on my bingo card for players mentioned tonight. So, kudos, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Vinny, who is bingo who, card, my friend? Who, who, um, is, who is your number one player you're most excited about for fantasy? Outside of Tank Bigsby, um, well, we, yeah, we dude, know you got I mean, a hard on for I, Tank. We I got think, it. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's, I, in my opinion, it's gotta be, I, I think Christian Kirk, I mean, it, it's tough to get Ridley if you can get there, obviously he's sweet, but I think yeah. Christian Kirk, dude, he showed last year, everyone was like laughing at him, you know, that massive contract he signed, dude, he was really good for them. And mm-hmm. now he gets he Ridley was. to take away some of that coverage, like another year built with T-Law building, you know, some of that rapport, like. Dude, I think he's well, my in for big, another monster here. So, so, so my biggest thing and why I, – I mean, he was, a, he was like a 1B for me. He gets mm-hmm. to move back to his best position, which is in the slot. He did mm-hmm. that last year playing a position that he is not normally used to playing just because of necessity, right? Like yeah. they just needed him to do it, right? Zay Jones plays the – plays the Z Ridley plays the X and Kirk gets to play his slot position. So he's going to be on the field basically every snap. 
He's going to yeah. bump out sometimes, right? But, I mean, I think that last year forcing him to play outside, which was an unnatural spot for him, was maybe a good thing for him too because it kind of expanded his skill set a little bit and he kind of showed everybody, hey, look, I can do this. Like you said, he had a 1,000 yards receiving last year. So, I mean, yeah. for me, I've been targeting him. He's an easy stack that you can get. Again, if you don't want to go get Ridley – if you think ETN's going too high, you can go Lawrence, Kirk, Ingram on a best ball team really, really, really easily, right? And they, and yeah. it's Kirk going to be your, like, I'm more than happy to have Kirk be my wide receiver three on a team. Like, sign me up for that any day of the yeah. week, right? So I have a couple of teams that are like that. Uh, I, I really like that pairing. I'm really excited about Calvin Ridley. I hope that just for a personal standpoint that he just shoves it up everyone's ass and balls out this year because the bullshit about being I mean, it's like, dude, like, what are we doing here? They're suspending well, these guys for like playing DFS and shit. Like, well, and they have, come on, you man. know, sports books in the stadiums, you know? And it's like, what, come on. I mean, like, what are we doing here? So real quick, Joe, before you get to your guy, do you guys think like, what do you project Zay Jones this year? Because I'm in the draft right now where like, for example, I have a Lawrence Ridley already on my team and Zay Jones is on the board. Like, do I just load up and just go Zay here as well? Or do you think that's too much overload in a best ball? I mean, I, I personally would rather go get like Ingram in a couple of rounds. Okay. That, that's how I would personally. I don't. I don't know. I just think. I don't think that Zay Jones is bad. I think he's a good player, but I think we may have seen the best of Zay Jones that he has think, to offer. I think it's a very like fair assessment. So, look, Zay Jones had a breakout year in his last year with the Raiders, and then he came over to Jacksonville, and everyone's like, "I oh, can't do it again." And shit, he did it again. Right? He played really well last year, and it's like crazy. Can he? Can he really do it in the third year? And it's like, yeah, is he going to have like one or two weeks this year where he does break out? Sure. But that's not yeah. something you can rely on in a best ball league or your long fantasy league. And maybe you can guess it right in a DFS. But And look, that might win you a million dollars. But it's like if you're banking on, say, Jones to win you a million, yeah. <laughs> it's all luck, right? It's so, a tough spot. That's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, yeah, the person that wins a milli because Zay Jones has his breakout week, like you just give him a round of applause and you go, "Hey, man, I'm ha I'm happy for you." But like that was the dumbest yeah. fucking play I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Joe, who's your who's your favorite guy off this offense? This kind of take. It's Christian Kirk. I mean, I, I like I Ridley, but Christian Kirk is just he, the value is just insane. I mean, I think, I think we're going to see Christian Kirk in DFS be a very low salary to start the year as well, and a guy you can get very cheap. So I think they both go over a thousand. So, you know, so, I mean, to, Kirk, so, so, so to cap off the Jags, we're talking about best ball. Okay. If you're playing in one of the big tournaments week 14, which is the last week of kind of the, the main thing. So whether you can get first or second to get through to the elimination mm -hmm. rounds, they play the Browns week 15, they play the Ravens. Week 16, they play the Bucks. In the championship round, they play the Panthers. So, so that's like if you can make it to the final okay. table, and they look, could be your Bengals from a couple years ago. They play in a shitty division. Okay. They have some hard games. Like they play the Niners, they play the Steelers, 
Okay, so they have some rough games in and in around here. They play the Bills. Bills don't have a great, great defense, so they always get into some shootouts. They play the Falcons. They play the Chiefs, which figures to be a shootout game. I don't think that they're going to win that, right? But they have some games where they're not just going to be able to – and, again, that, this kind of goes with my tank big speed thing that, like, ETN's probably going to be out there quite a bit because I think they're going to be behind in a lot of these games. But yeah. if we're talking about best ball specifically, those weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17 are super important to take a look at. And it's not like the most important thing, but if you're deciding between like one player and another player, that's a good tiebreaker for me. And that's typically what I look at when I'm, when I'm kind of going through that. It's one of the reasons why I like I prefer to do slow drafts with best ball because mm-hmm. then I can kind of take my time and go look at the schedules and things like that and make a more educated decision than just kind of drafting on the fly with the fast ones. So that's kind of all I had to say. I think that the Jags are a fantastic fantasy team this year. Don't sleep on the Titans. They could win the division. I'm telling you. Mm. It's uh, not I just want to, I just want to mention that the, uh, the Jaguars offensive coordinator's first name is press. P-R-E-S-S. His name is Press Taylor. Guess you gotta watch uh, that, That's an elite. That's an elite football name. Press. Who, who, <laughs> I, I, I would like to just talk to his parents. You know, have you know, we all have kids now. We all came up with names for children. Um, I'd love to know how they came up with press. Like just what goes through elite, like <laughs> such an elite football name. Dude, if press? I remember right, this, that guy's got like a super wild story though. Well, well, you can't just say that and then not mention anything. Well, look, the Colts Colts offensive coordinator, we all know him as Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, that is the most elite football name (laughs) in in the game. Dude, yes. If that is not a locker room name, then, you know, I mean, his, I mean, the abbreviation is even cool as shit. JBC. I mean, come on. Listen to this guy's scooter. Listen to this guy's story real quick before you get out. This guy, wait, Press Press Taylor Taylor was a two time NCAA champion quarterback for JC and then, like, kind of got buried in the death chart at Marshall. But he just went to Tulsa, like, as like a grad assistant, just hoping to coach. And dude, just worked his way all the way up from like quality control of the Eagles all the way, like, within 10 years to be the offense coordinator for the Jags. Pretty That's like cool. Sick, I mean, starting from like nothing. But I mean, he's thir- He's only thirty-five. Yeah, the okay. grad. Oh shit! He was a grad assistant for Tulsa, who did not have a full-time quarterback coach after the guy like quit or got fired. So they just like said, "Hey, you could just coach quarterbacks," and he just like <laughs> apparently did a good job and like fucking earned it. Pretty fuck sweet. it, fuck it, dude. buddy. You're up. Super fucking cool. press, press, fucking Taylor, dude. Keep your Jesus eye on that Christ. guy. What a a name. I love it. What a name. Anything else? Uh, No. Catch us next time. And we're moving into the NFC. Can't wait. We got the worst division out of the way. Enjoy preseason week one.